0: Hi, you're listening to Ask Ask Your Dad, Dad. don't ask me why, this podcast is named that, we're gonna give out advice for free, free. though we're not trained professionally, and you're gonna listen, Listen, listen. cause we're your dad's. (laughs) Can't you see it in my eyes, I'm the one, i am the 1234 I'm not like the other guys, he's not like anybody, well, that's not completely right. There's a few that I'm just like, Herman and the Hermans, come on now don't be shy. Me, myself, and I, and him, are all the same guy. Herman and the Hermans, we're gonna make you smile. Me, myself, and I, and him, that's me, are all the same guy. Hi.
1: Welcome everyone. <laughs> we are back. Like we never left, even though we kind of did. Welcome to another episode of Ask Your Dad. My name is Herman and I believe that sometimes you just need a break. <laughs> I have no like realistic excuse for why there hasn't been an episode in a little bit. I've just been a little busy. Um you know, you, if you know, you know why I've been busy, and I'm not going to explain myself because, honestly, sometimes it sounds like humble bragging, and that's not what I'm here to do. I just am in a transition of life, and, you know, the transitions probably aren't stopping. They're probably just going to keep on going into 2022, but, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and say, this is a thing that I want to do and need to do, and people Enjoy listening to, and I'm going to give them what they want. You hear that, people who are listening to this podcast? I am giving you what you want right now, like a true father should. Sorry, there was a hair on my microphone, (laughs) and so I zoned out for a second so I could flick the hair off of the microphone. Anyways, 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 it is just me today. If you didn't already realize by my thrilling song that I started you guys off with, shout out Steven Universe. Um, today, since it's just me, since it's been a while, since you guys have been missing out on advice, we are doing not only a single father episode, but also a full advice episode. That's right, baby. You heard me from start to finish. It's all advice all day long. We will, we'll still end with daddy of the day because how can we not? But instead of the man cave segment, it will just be advice time. So let's get right into it. Why don't we? I don't know why I sung. I've been watching a lot of The Voice with my mom, and so now I think I'm just, like, a singer. I mean, I I am a singer, but I'm not, like, a singer, but I'm treating my life as if I am a singer. That made complete sense, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into this advice segment. You know what? I'm actually going to name the people in this advice segment after some contestants on The Voice, because The Voice is on my brain, and honestly... I haven't watched The Voice since like the first like three or four seasons, which I also watched with my mom. And I'm really I really only started watching it because I love Ariana Grande with all of my heart. And I thought that her as a judge was a truly inspired choice by the people who cast the show. And so it's been crazy just how talented the people are this season. Like I'm not a big fan of singing competitions because I think that typically the people who win singing competitions aren't necessarily the best singers a lot of the time. And because I know now, in working with a former reality star and in just watching reality TV more critically, I know that there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that really we are being, like, manipulated, both as fans and as people on the show, are being manipulated by producers in order to make the best, most captivating story, right? And so I try to watch these things with a grain of salt, but, like, it's hard to watch seeing competitions with a grain of salt when the performers are so good and that's what it is this season everybody's so good like whoever wins deserves to win for whatever reason whether it's because they have an amazing voice or whether it's because they are just a class act in a human being and they're going to have a great career like outside of the show so i don't know it's just really fun to watch to watch why do i (laughs) sound like i'm from the midwest it was really fun to watch so we're going to use those names for our advice segment and our first question is someone saying, how do I stop mentioning my ex so much? I think I'm going to name this person Riley. Riley, I'm going to name her Riley. Okay, so she says, or he, or they, we don't know. Which is why Riley was such a great name (laughs) to choose. Anyway, I was in an abusive relationship with a narcissist about a decade ago, and he was a huge part of my life for a very long time. After leaving him, I met someone else. A very kind man, in parentheses. (laughs) I I love when you guys do parentheses in your messages so much, especially when it's like a little statement like that. It's just so cute because imagine you're talking to someone and they're like, I met someone else. A very kind man. That's what it feels like. It feels like a gentle little add-on. Anyway, and I have now been with him for about eight years, just recently engaged. Congratulations, Riley. And all that time, I have consistently talked about my ex way too much. I'm pretty sure I mention him at least once a day, if not more sometimes. It feels almost like a tick, and I'm not sure how to stop. Our friends have apparently made comments to my fiancé about me doing that a lot, which she was very nice about and didn't make a big deal of or anything. But I'm honestly so embarrassed that I do this, and I know it has to make my fiancé feel a bit uncomfortable hearing my ex's name so often. I hate that I do it, I don't know how to stop. Most of my life experiences involve my ex so when mentioning mentioning almost any memory i have my ex ends up being part of that memory i considered maybe putting a rubber band around my wrist and snapping it every time i want to mention him but a lot of times i realize after saying his name that i have yet again mentioned him ugh why do i do this and how can i stop well riley the thing is right the thing is <laughs> you're not in control of your brain you have these experiences that are so, it's, it's like you said, you have these experiences that are so wrapped around this person because they were a part of your life for so long. They were more than just your ex. They were also like your friend for a really long time. They were, they were there for a bunch of things that are really important and shaped you as a person. So honestly, I think that it's natural that from time to time your ex is going to come into the conversation just because if you were together, I, I have to reread. You say you've been together with this person for eight years, but how long were you in a relationship with the narcissist? A huge part of my life for a very long time. Yeah, you were, you were dating this person for a super long time, Narcissist Nelly. You and him were, were bonded. Even if it was an unhealthy relationship or what have you, you still were together for a super long time. So I think it's super natural, albeit healthy, for you to have him as a part of those memories and mention him when it's relevant. That's the thing, that's the important part, when it's relevant. Maybe you don't have to mention your ex when you're talking about like, that time that you slipped on a puddle in the ice cream store. Maybe we don't have to add your ex being part of that memory to make him a part of that memory. It's just kind of being conscious of those kinds of things. Like, Before you tell a story, you can just be like, literally in your mind, be like, super quick, how do I write my ex out of this story? Because it's not relevant. To the main thing that you want to tell, it's not relevant, usually, I feel like. Also, I just want you to be a little kinder to yourself in general, because I don't think that this is, like, an issue. Especially because you're not, like, bringing up your ex, like, saying, oh, I was so in love with him, or, oh, I loved getting sloppy-toppy from my ex. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're just saying, like, they were there while you were doing such and such and such. I feel like that's not a super big issue, and... You can make it fun. You and your friends and your fiancé could make it, like, a fun thing. Like, hate to relate this back to The Voice. Hate, hate, hate to do it, but I'm going to do it. On The Voice this season, Kelly, Kelly, I almost said Kelly Rowland. It's not Kelly Rowland. <laughs> Kelly has been saying um, this word a lot. Navigated. It's been her little tick, like when she's trying to get someone to join her team, or when she is trying to steal someone from another person's team, she talks about how she knows how to navigate this com—this competition, she knows how to navigate singing in this way, she knows how to navigate blah blah blah, and whenever she does it, Ariana and Blake look at each other, they clink their drinks and they take a sip of their drink, it's like a funny thing. Like everybody laughs, even Kelly laughs about it, because she knows it's just a silly thing that she's doing, the silly tick. So, don't put as much weight on this thing as you're putting on it, and I don't think your fiancé's friend should either. It seems like your fiancé doesn't care, so don't create a complex for yourself over something that's really not a big deal, I think, in the grand scheme of life, and the grand scheme of your relationship. But good luck, Riley. Rooting for you. On to the next one.
0: On to the next. On to the next. On, on to the next. On to the next. On, on to the next. This one is crazy. I'm going to
1: name this person Sasha. We're going to go with Sasha. Oh, never mind. I thought this was going to be a teenager. It's not. So that's fun. Sorry. Uh, we're still going to go with Sasha. <laughs> okay. Sasha wants advice on having sex when my parents are in the house.
0: Ciao.
1: Anyways. So. All right. Sasha says, I'm 28 and I'm in my first relationship. Yes, one of the reasons I've been single for so long is because it's been hard to bring a girl back to my house. Also, yes, I do realize that I'm still 28 and living at home. Pfft, girl, anybody care? I've been in and out of jobs and I've now finally settled. I've never wanted to rent as much as you just can't save money up. Loneliness is one of my biggest fears. I love to be around people. If I moved out without a girlfriend, I would have been very lonely. But either next year or the year after that, I will move out and will have saved up enough to get a decent house. Well, that's amazing for you some of us are going to be apartment hopping until we are literally middle aged so i'm proud of you for saying i don't want that life for myself i'm going to stay with my parents it's feasible for me to stay with my parents and i'm going to save up that cash rooting for that Sasha satha Ro- that's amazing sasha i'm actually really proud of you for making that decision for yourself anyway i'm in my first relationship I remember my mom always saying to me, I can't have sex in the house. So I figured, how the hell do I go about it? I find it very hard to get some freedom to have sex with my girlfriend. She also lives at home and she's 25. We do it when our parents are downstairs and mine must have hurt us, surely. We were midway through and my parents came back. I stopped having sex and threw the condom on the floor in frustration. (laughs) My girlfriend later said she gets annoyed when I don't want to have sex when my parents are in the house and annoyed that I just stopped. That we are in a relationship and it's normal to have sex. But to me, I don't want them hearing me. Like, I wouldn't want to hear them either. I never have. It feels weird to be having sex when they're in the house. I've had to stop her more than once at like 11pm when it's so silent and my parents are right next door to us. So am I right for finding it weird not wanting to have sex while they're in the house? I don't think that you're wrong in thinking that. But I also think that like as awkward as it is, you're 28 and you live with your parents, I feel like, how hard is it to just have a conversation with your parents of, like, never mind, I would never do that, so I'm not gonna give you that advice, I was gonna say that you could just talk to your parents about, like, wanting to have sex in their house and see, like, where their headspace are at, because maybe they don't even care, (laughs) and you're over here super stressed about this whole thing, but, I think that there's always, like, a respectful amount, like, you shouldn't be screaming or moaning and doing all kinds of crazy stuff when you're staying in your parents' house, of course, but I feel like it would be totally normal and natural for you guys to have just, like, sex, (laughs) to just have, like, regular, you know, habitualistic sex in your parents' house and be, like, respectful, of course, maybe save the hooping and hollering and the the cowboy riding and all of the craziness for when they're not home sure but I don't know I feel like it's normal especially since you guys both live with your parents unless you're going to rent out a hotel room or rent out an Airbnb every time you want to have sex which you're not just do it do it in the car maybe I don't know get adventurous figure it out like I feel like some communication could happen and you could easily find a solution to this issue communication is key that's what I'm going to leave you with Sasha communicate both with your girlfriend maybe with your parents if it gets to that point but definitely with your girlfriend about where you guys feel most comfortable having sex because also if you're not comfortable having sex in your parents house she's she can't make you have sex in your parents house that's wrong too you know what i mean so you guys have to come to a consensus of like what's the most comfortable for you guys to both have a good time because if you're just stressed out about your parents hearing you you're not going to perform very well and you're not going to have very much fun which like who wants to have sex in that condition situation you know on to the next one on to the next one this person is uh asking how do you deal with being unpopular i could be really messy with the name that i choose for this person so i'm going to try to not i'm going to name this person blake (laughs) that way i don't name them after a contestant on the voice because i think that they're all pretty popular and all pretty talented anyway how do you deal with being unpopular Maybe this is the wrong sub, I don't know. But I'm going to try my chances. In the past month alone, I've been called a lot of ugly names that have to do with alleged ass-licking, betrayal, and general fuckery from my side. (laughs) It's funny because it says a lot of ugly names, then in parentheses it says untranslatable. So, I feel like this is a person who speaks a different language, like their first language is a different language. And I kind of want to know what these words for ass licking and betrayal and general fuckery are, and like Czechoslovakian or like Spanish or whatever this language that they were talking about is. (laughs) People calling me those names either don't know all the facts or have problems with themselves and are projecting. I'm not looking for a pity or a rebuttal. I don't want to sink on the reasons because I've done that enough already and it's just making me feel worse and powerless. It's just I'm not sure if I'm equipped for the level of unpopularity and hate that I'm receiving it at the moment. How do you deal inside of you, like on your own, in your own thoughts and stuff, with being unpopular? On one hand, I don't care, but then people act horrible towards me and make my life worse and harder to show their hatred, and that's when I get hurt. Ideas? You literally sound like you're living in, like, the Heathers or Mean Girls or something like that. That's not fun at all. So listen, Blake, here's the thing. This sounds like very high school drama. If it is high school drama, I am of the belief. I am of the party. I am of the ministry of what my sister used to tell me when I was in school was you just have to get crazy on these people one time to get them to leave you alone. For me personally, when I was getting bullied in school, it was a lot easier for me to like deal with being bullied if it was people talking behind my back. Then it was people to my face because I am just a very emotional person and I'm going to, I'm going to fight back. Like I'm going to argue with you or I'm just going to cry in front of you or I'm going to, it's going to get bad. It's going to get bad. So you just have to get people to the point where they don't want to like be face to face fucking with you no more. And sometimes that takes one good swing. I mean, I, I don't endorse violence on this podcast, but sometimes people need to just get popped in the face one good time. Um, sometimes that takes just you shouting crazy, flailing your body around, and then they're like, this bitch is crazy, let's stay away from them. I don't know, you just gotta, I you gotta, you gotta remove yourself from the narrative, if that makes sense. If there's any way that you can to get yourself where you don't have to interact with these people as often as you do, I think that that's the first step. And sometimes it's, it sucks to say, but sometimes that just takes ignoring them and walking away, um... Which sucks. And if this is not high school, this sounds very high school. And I would maybe confront them on that level. Like, you're not saying the specific reasons why you're being um, treated the way that you're being treated. But I guess it doesn't really matter. Like, nobody should get treated like that. Unless. (laughs) If you are doing something on your end that is causing this, which I'm not trying to victim blame or anything like that, of course. But if you are doing something on your end... You know, you can sit and reflect with that a little bit and maybe apologize if there is genuinely something that needs to be apologized for. But it sounds like you maybe had a falling out with one or two people and those two people have a lot of pull in your social circle. And so they kind of spread rumors and whatever about you to everyone. And now everyone's kind of got the hots for you. Not the hots for you. That's not the phrase i meant to use. Everyone's kind of got some heat on you a little bit. So I would just say, yeah, you got to remove yourself from the narrative if you can. I don't know how because you haven't given enough information for us to give you positive advice. There's no way for you to be right in it in yourself if you don't remove yourself from it. If you're sitting in it, there's no way for you. are a human being. If you're being treated terribly again and again and again and again and again by the same group of people or the same environment, there's no way for you to just like go nose blind to that. I don't know why I said nose blind. Just blind would have sufficed. It's that one fucking Febreze commercial where they talk about you going nose blind to things. And now I think that that's like an actual word that you can use. Literally since my childhood, I've used nose blind in the place of blind instead of just saying blind. And it's a problem in my life. And you see, because Febreze keeps on making those commercials and because I don't stop watching them, I can't get right in my head. It's the same way for you. If you sit and you face these people again and again and again and again and again, it's not going to help your situation. So if you have the ability to remove yourself from the narrative, if you're in school, if you have the ability to talk with some teachers and get like some classes moved around or something like that or if you're if this is a work situation, if you have the ability to work at a different job or at a different office or whatever, what have you? Or if it's social media, if you have the ability to just log out, that's going to help you feel a lot better at the end of the day. You have to be in charge of your safety and your state of mind. And sometimes that takes removing yourself from the narrative. Even if it doesn't end the way that you want the narrative to end. Sometimes you just have to say,
0: deuces. Say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Say bye-bye to the haters. Deuces.
1: That's uh, Chris Brown. Why did I sing a Chris Brown song on this podcast? I am, I am too much. All right, Blake. I hope that helped you a little bit. Moving on to the next person. This person, I'm going to call them, hmm, I'm going to call them Jiminy. Jiminy says, should I sell my ticket to a festival that I've been planning on going to? I have been making payments on the once upon a time in LA festival. I've never heard of that festival before, but that sounds funky fresh. The tickets were kind of hard to get. I just made my last payment. I've been excited about going, but now after this World incident, yikes. I'm really not sure I want to go at all. I haven't been to many concerts, and there are a lot of artists I really want to see. Parentheses, Snoop Dogg. That's really interesting that that's your artist. That's the one that you want to see. Snoop Dogg, that's who you're holding out for. That's who you're risking possibly dying in a festival crowd for, is Snoop Dogg. That's interesting. The other thing is the person I'm going with can't really handle their liquor, and I'm scared they're going to make me babysit them the whole time. Also, it being right before Christmas, selling the ticket and having extra money sounds good to me. I'm just scared that I might regret not going, and I don't want to be a jerk and leave my friend hanging, but I also don't want to have a horrible experience. My question is, is it worth the risk? Should I sell my ticket and play it safe? Listen, baby. I don't even care if you vaccinated. I am still of the party of the belief that festivals shouldn't really be happening right now <laughs> with everything going on in the world. I still think that festivals are a little bit uh, dangerous territory in more ways than just public health, you know? Uh, I personally would sell my ticket and not feel bad about it, but if you think that you are going to have that extreme FOMO like for the rest of your life about not going to this festival as if you can't just go to a festival next year or the next year after that, then i would say then don't sell your ticket but literally these festivals grow on fucking trees concerts grow on fucking trees you're going to have an opportunity to see almost every artist that you want to see at some point in the next couple years especially next year i think 2022 is going to be a really big touring year for a lot of artists just because most of the population at least in america is going to be vaccinated hopefully fingers crossed and there's going to be more uh, mandates and stuff like that like about people having to be vaccinated and that kind of stuff. So it's just going to be easier to do things in big crowds. I think that you should sell the tickets, especially with what's going on right now. Like, it's just, I don't know. Me personally, I would feel more comfortable. I would feel more safe, more easy if I sold the tickets. So I'm going to recommend that for you as well, if that's something. That you're into. If if you're not into it, if hearing this just solidified that you really want to go to this festival, then more power to you, sister, friend, brother. I don't know what you are. Um, <laughs> I hate myself. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's all I can give you, Jiminy. You got to make the choice that's best for you. But I definitely, 100%, 200%, 300%, am not babysitting nobody at no damn festival. And you shouldn't either. So either you have a hard conversation with your friend about... Handle in their liquor and not getting super swasted at this festival, or that you just don't go with them. Like you can go, you can also go by yourself. Like you could go with your friend and say, "Hey, let's split up." You know that sounds terrible. This ain't fucking Scooby Doo. We shouldn't be splitting up. But <laughs> also an option to keep in mind. I think we're gonna transition now into MIB assholes. Before we get into it, I just want to remind everyone that if you have something in on your mind, on your spirit, on your heart, on your soul, on your toes. Not on your toes, I don't want to hear about what's on your toes. Send in an email to just askyourdad at gmail.com and we can answer your questions on the podcast. You can also DM us on uh da 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 da, da ask your dad pod. Not the ask your dad pod, but ask your dad pod on Instagram, and we can also get back to you that way as well. We're moving on to Am I the Assholes? This first one is freaking hilarious from what I've seen so far. And so I'm really excited to get into it. I'm going to call this person uh, Haley. Haley says, Am I the asshole for telling my mom I would move out if she starts an OnlyFans? I'm going to say that one again. Am I the asshole for telling my mom I would move out if she starts an OnlyFans? That's crazy. Anyway, I'm 13. <laughs> Oh, pull over, pull over, pull over. I'm 13. My mom got laid off and she said this is her last resort, but she's considering it. She said she wanted to be open with me <laughs> and get my opinion because she knows it would affect me. How, though? How would that affect you, Haley? That's my question. That's the question I would have asked her. Because if she never told you that she was making an OnlyFans, she could have easily just done an OnlyFans while you're at school. While you're out of the house, she could have recorded her videos, recorded her content, and then kept that kept that ish on wraps, gone over a, like a pseudonym, like had like had a different name on OnlyFans so that it can't be tracked back to her. There's there were options here. There's there's a lot of options to keep you out of the loop on this one. Personally, I think. But anyway, back to it. I told her I would move in with my grandparents if she ever did that, and she told me she would be doing it for me. I said I'd rather us not have any money. <laughs> Haley, you're a G. He <laughs> said I'd rather be broke than see my mama's titties on the timeline. You know, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair enough. We already don't have money, basically, and I'm fine. I know this is anyone my age's worst fear, but I wanted to ask adults that are not my mom. Am I the asshole for saying this? I tried to give logical reasons, too, but I told her what if people found out... And that she probably won't make money either after looking it up because a majority of people don't. Well, you don't know. You don't know how much... This is going to be uncomfortable. Let me not say that. (laughs) You don't know how much money... I will say this in a much gentler way. You don't know how much money your mommy's poom poom could make her. You don't know that. You have no way of knowing that because you are not attracted to your mommy's poom poom. So there's that. But I do agree that there are definitely other options, probably. I mean, I don't know. You're saying mum a lot in this message, so I'm assuming you're from the UK or somewhere where they speak (laughs) in a similar (laughs) uh, type of English. And so that means that your job market is probably different than our job market. So who, who am I to say? Who am I to judge? But what I do know is that you are totally right in explaining that you are uncomfortable and your mom making it only fans i if you want to live with hey if, if it's feasible for you to live with your grandparents it while she does that i feel like that's fine too but i also feel like there's a way for you to live with her and for her to record her stuff and her content when you're not there you know what i mean that's just me this is a weird scenario because you're literally 13. I don't want to give you advice on this, to be fair. I, I don't think you're the asshole. I feel like this is a completely rational response from the daughter of someone who wants to make an OnlyFans. Like, completely rational. 100% rational. Or maybe the son? I didn't even realize. I just called you, I just called you, you Haley. Uh, you could be anybody. <laughs> you could be a male Haley, I don't know. But the this is a completely rational response from the son or daughter or child of someone who wants to make an onlyfans i totally get where you're coming from i i get it if my parents said they wanted to make an onlyfans and i'm a grown person i would be like "Mm, can't be here for that (laughs) can't be here for that i don't even want to think about that i i'm still flabbergasted that your mom even told you that she was going to do it that's the thing that's really gagging me because she did not have to (laughs) she really didn't have to anyway (laughs) moving on wishing you the best Haley. The next one is a little interesting, a little bit interesting, a little bit petty. We're going to find out. I'm going to call this person, uh, I'm going to call this person Jeremy. Jeremy asks, am I the asshole for telling a friend the wedding we are invited to will not have a vegan plate for her? I used to live with two other guys, Eric and Andre. Eric is getting married and show me the catering menu back before they booked and I didn't think much of it. I did read that it said that they would provide up to seven complimentary vegan meals, so it seemed like the menu covered everything I could think of. Well, the wedding is in December, and I just heard that they decided not to request vegan meals for any of the guests because they are having a family-style dinner and think having randomly plated food will look weird, and the bonus of family style is not having to worry about accommodating people. They can just get what they like. I think they're way overthinking it. No one is going to notice a plate, and the family-style menu will not provide enough food to accommodate vegans. The salad has cheese, and neither dressing is vegan, and the summer squash medley is being served underneath one of the entrees, so I'm pretty sure vegans will not be able to eat from that plate. Eric and his fiance ignored my concerns and kept saying they, parentheses, the vegans, <laughs> can figure it out. Only the marinated eggplant side and fruit on the dessert table look suitable for the whole night. There's nothing to figure out except that you should eat elsewhere if you're a vegan. So I told Andre to warn his vegan girl. Not his vegan girl. <laughs> so I told Andre to warn his vegan girl to bring food or eat beforehand. Andre asked Eric about the food situation. Apparently that was super rude of me to imply Eric and his fiance are shitty, inconsiderate hosts. I feel like I can't say they don't fit the description, but it was not my, was it not my business to warn a friend? oh man (laughs) i'm sorry but vegan girl sent me not his vegan girl anyway okay i i don't think that you're the asshole but i can imagine that maybe the wording was poor that's the only thing that i can think of because why would they react so poorly to like a warning you know what i mean um and (sighs) Honestly, (laughs) I don't give a fuck about this couple's feelings at their wedding because they had the option to easily, like, without without even thinking about it, they could have just said yes, check yes, stamp yes on having vegan plating. Like, it was complimentary. Like, they could have had free vegan plating alongside the rest of the stuff that they were catering at their situation, at their wedding, their situation, (laughs) at their entanglement, (laughs) at their wedding. But they chose against it because of vibes <laughs> for aesthetics <laughs> and now they're mad at you because... <laughs> i'm sorry this is a ridiculous situation this is why <laughs> this is why i cannot befriend straight people you <laughs> you're mad at them for you're they're mad at you sorry they're mad at you what a name it jeremy they're mad at you jeremy because you decided to go ahead and give the forewarning to a friend of a friend who is vegan that they should probably eat before coming, so that they don't come and are disappointed. I feel like you are not, child. like, this this makes sense. This, th- you are not the asshole, in my opinion. You are not the asshole in the slightest. I think that the, the wedding couple are the assholes. And maybe that's a strong, maybe that's a controversial stance to take. But that's the, that's the stance I'm sticking with, baby. You are right, Jeremy. You should have warned your friend, because that's the nice thing to do. You literally had a conversation with them and they literally said that the vegan people can figure it out. Like they said that to you. And so you warned your other friends and now they want to come back like, oh, that was rude to assume that we wouldn't accommodate for our guests. Bitch, you just said that you weren't going to accommodate for them. Nah, that's stupid. If you're telling this story like 100% truthfully, you're in the right. Like without question. That's, <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, you're, you're definitely in the right for sure. I think we'll do one more, Am I the Asshole? And then we'll transition into Daddy of the Day. Because I actually have a lot of daddies to talk about. (laughs) Um, Let's see. This one seems funny. We'll go with this one. I'm going to name this person... Let's see. They're a 24-year-old dude. I'm going to name them Vaughn. Because I'm manifesting that Vaughn gets brought back into the season of The Voice. I hope this was fun for those of you who have actually watched the season of the voice and the names that I've chose. But anyway, alas. Vaughn says, am I the asshole for basically laughing at my neighbor when they asked me to put my dog inside? I, 24, have four dogs, a German Shepherd, a Husky, a Chihuahua, and a Dashend. Is that how you say that? Dashend? Dashhound? Dashend? I don't know. I don't know dog breeds. But that's a pretty good mix. I'm leaning toward the German Shepherd and the Husky, but the Chihuahua and the Dachshund can can stay too. They can they can barbecue. They bark a lot. Their dogs just doing dog things like dogs usually do. I love the alliteration there. Well, my neighbor, who's 35 and a woman, comes up and asks me if they can put my dogs if I can put my dogs inside because it hurts her kid's ears. I did it the first time to be nice, but then I noticed the kid just stood next to my fence with his hands over his freaking ears because the dogs are too loud. She asks again, and I laugh in her face. Sorry, lady. I lived in this house for three years. She just moved in two months ago. Am I the asshole? Edit. More context. They don't bark all day long. It's just when they're outside, they bark. I totally agree if my dog sat there and barked for hours, but it's 15 minutes at most. I live in an area with a lot of deer and other animals. Dogs bark at wild animals. The kid stands right next to my fence crying. There's only so much I can do when they just let their child stand right there. My neighbors on the other side of the house have children as well, and they haven't ever said a thing. They have dogs too. These neighbors, in fact, are the only ones without dogs, now that I think about it. Ooh. I've heard a lot of, like, back and forth in suburbia about um, dogs, and should you put your dog inside? Should you put your dog outside? Is your dog barking too loud? Does your dog bite? Is your dog a danger to my children? Is your dog not a danger to my children? Like, this seems like the number one problem in suburbia it seems um i do not think that you're the asshole for laughing in her face i think it was rude but i don't think it's asshole territory i think it would be asshole territory to uh actually it is a little asshole-ish because you could have just said like (laughs) no i will not take my dogs inside or like you know raise the question all this stuff that you're saying in here you could have easily just said like could you take your kid inside my dogs need to be outside for a certain amount of time, you know, kind of thing. You could communicate a little bit. Like, I think it would be neighborly to communicate a little bit. But you also don't owe your neighbor anything. Um, your dogs are in your yard. <laughs> and they're your dogs. And if she doesn't want to live next to dogs, then she could move. I'm sure when she was, like, checking out the house, um, the person who was selling the house to her was like, Hey, the neighbors have dogs. Like, I'm sure that that was a, a, a conversation that was had maybe they even heard the dogs when they were moving in like there's you know what i mean there's just certain things where you just kind of deal with it i just feel like you could take your kid inside <laughs> you could take your kid inside you could take your kid for a walk you could tell your kid to shut up and get over it because <laughs> there's going to be noises around your kid you know for the rest of their lives i don't think you're the asshole i don't think you're the asshole at all vaughn i think that you are completely in your right to have your dogs outside for 15 minutes a day <laughs> i feel like that's the right thing so we'll end that on a on a yeah On a a calm, chill, you're not the asshole note. And that's the end of the Ask Your Dad segment, everyone. We will be back momentarily for some good old fashioned daddy of the day. See you then. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Stay woke. And we'll be back after this break. All right, everyone. We are back for my personal favorite segment of this show, daddy of the day. And the best part about doing a single father episode is that I don't have to hold back. Like, I don't have to make room for other people to say their daddies. I can just go, 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 go with all of my daddies for today. I have four of them. I had five, but I decided that one of them I did not actually care as much about. So I've booted them from the list, and now we're back to four actually you know what we're back to five we got one fictional character we've got one well no we've got one fictional character and then the rest of them are musicians i love that for me i actually love that for me yeah that's great okay starting off with a heavy hit my first daddy of the day is going to be the one the only well not really the only because we're twins marshall and parker mulherin of the band mulherin I love these white boys. Let me say it again. I love these white boys. And I say that because they sing R&B in a way that is so fresh and new, but also so familiar and comfortable. And they both have this like really nice baritone like range that's like so fun to listen to. I love them. I think they're so underrated. But I think 2022, 2021, 2022, they're going to really come up. Um, they have a collaboration with, I can't remember the name of their art, the artist, but it's an artist that y'all on TikTok really like. I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but the song's called Nothing But Time and it just came out this past week and it's made me really excited for Mulheron again. Not that I'm never, I, I'm always listening to Mulheron but they release so few and far between and they haven't had an album yet. So it's been, it's been a little tough. If you know who John B is, think John B but you rip him apart and you split him into two and you make him twins and you send them to music school and you make them super talented and have great production and great harmonies and great writing and great instrumentation in their songs and that's Molharan basically they are they are I thought they were black for a long time and they're not they are not black at all and that's fine that's just a L that i have to take you know i just have to go ahead and add one more white rba artist to my roster and that's fine <laughs> but i really really enjoy them like they're super good and they're super cute i'm a little partial to marshall i think that marshall is a little bit more my speed in terms of attractiveness they're literally twins what am i talking about but marshall is a little bit more my speed but i would take them both if they would have me you know we can have a we can have a what would that be it wouldn't be a double date because it's me and them. But you'd have a two-on-one. <laughs> I'm the worst. Okay, moving on. My next daddy is... I'm going to look up the pronunciation of his name. Because I want to say it's Ruffin. But if it's not Ruffin, if it's Ruffin instead... Um, <laughs> that would be really embarrassing. I follow him on Instagram. I'm pretty sure his name is Ruffin. Ruffin sounds aggressive. I'm gonna say it's Rufin. This is another kind of like, alternative R&B soft artist that I really enjoy, who is actually black. (laughs) And why I really enjoy him is not only because I super enjoy his music, but also because I super duper duper enjoy his aesthetic. Like he draws his song covers and he has a really cute art style. Like it's adorable actually, I love his art style. And I love his music. I think my favorite song by him is it's a song called Black Tea and it's really, really good. Um, I really enjoy it. He also has this new song called um Dark Roast that I also really enjoy. Check him out. Check him out if if you're into that like dreamy R and B pop zone of music. I think that they are well, I think that Ruffin is like the vibe for you. Same with Mulheron. I actually For Mulherin, because I didn't give a recommendation for a song to listen to, you should listen to the EP Blurry by Mulherin. I think that will give you everything that you need to know and tell you exactly what time it is when it comes to those two. I love them so much. But if we're talking new singles, my favorite new age Mulherin single is probably Dance With You. Dance With You is what I'm going to give as my recommendation. But Your Turn is also good. Anyway, moving on. Um, My third daddy of the day is another family duo. Because I love families that sing together. But this is someone from The Voice. Jim and Sasha Allen. From The Voice. They're on the season. They're on Team Ariana. And they are just so pure. Like, such a pure relationship. I'm not a big fan of sob stories or, like, backstories being a part of the audition process. But their, like, audition, quote-unquote, sob story was so captivating. I've been obsessed with them ever since. Like, I don't even... To be fair, I think that they're performing to the best of their ability. Like, they're so good. But there are some, like, powerhouse singers on the season of The Voice. And I don't know if I would necessarily categorize Jim and Sasha as that. Like, they're super good. But I don't know if I would categorize them as, like, powerhouse. They're, they give me, like... I'm trying to think of an artist to compare them to, but I literally can't. And that's why I love them so much. It's, like, a father-son singing duo. Sasha is trans. And literally has such a great relationship with his family. And I think that's what's the most beautiful about seeing them perform and seeing them harmonize together. It's like, how often do you see, like, dads and sons in bands together? How often do we see dads and sons singing together and locking like that? Like, being so, like, into a performance together. And they're in such different age brackets. Like, Sasha's so young it's it's just crazy it's super crazy it's amazing to see they sound so good they did last week they did um what song they did uh Alabama Arkansas I do love my mama that song is so first of all that song makes me feel so warm and fluttery already but them singing it together and it being like home is wherever I'm with you and you're talking you're singing to your dad and your dad singing to your son that's just so pure That's like everything that I want in the world is their relationship and their dynamic and their stage presence is everything I want for the world. And so I'm rooting for them. I gave them some votes last night. I really hope that they get to make it to the next stage. They're cutting seven people tonight, tonight as in Tuesday when I'm recording this, which is sheesh, there's 20, there's 20 artists right now and seven of them are getting cut. That's crazy. This is psycho. Um, But yeah, I'm really rooting for them. I think that they're grand. My next daddy of the day is a fictional character. This is the fictional character. The one and only Sean Diaz from Life is Strange 2. I recently beat Life is Strange 2 and just started the new Life is Strange game. And I just realized how much I love this character for similar reasons that I love Jim and Sasha Allen because I love fraternal love and I love stories about fraternal love and Sean, it, the the premise of Life is Strange 2, if you've ever played a Life is Strange game, they're basically, you take real life, um, real life drama, real life issues in the world, and you add the supernatural to it. You add superpowers to it. You add like another layer to it. So what Life is Strange 2 is about is these two brothers, these two Latino brothers, Mexican brothers, the little brother is getting bullied outside by another kid. And so you as the older brother come out to check on your little brother and you know, kind of defend him, right? And then all of a sudden, a cop comes because you start fighting this bully, and a cop comes and he's like, "Everybody, hands up! You know, get away!" Blah 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 blah. blah. Suffice it to say, this story is about two boys who lose their father to police brutality, and then have to go on the run because the younger brother comes into his superpowers at this exact moment blows everyone away so the cop the kid who was bullying them the everybody's on the ground including their now dead father who got shot by the police and so now you're on the run with your little brother trying to figure out his powers trying to make sense of this world that you've just been thrust into you just lost your father to police brutality it's crazy but sean is such a fun character to play as and such a fun character to watch because from beginning to end his only focus is protecting his brother if you make the right choices. I think there are certain paths where that's not your only focus, but that's the path that I went down, and the ending that I got is so good. It's a must-play game. If you like storytelling games, if you like narrative games, of all of the Life is Strange games, I would say that Life is Strange 2 is definitely a must-play. I'm really enjoying Life is Strange True Colors as well. I think that that's also a really good game. Honestly, just play all the games. Play all the Life is Strange games. Square Enix knows what they're doing. Um, Yeah, they're really good games. Sean Diaz is is such a such a character to root for. I love a protagonist that you can root for. I also love the motif of you're not the one with the power. Like you as a protagonist are raising the kid with the power. So you have to make all of these choices as like a brother and now as a parent to benefit this kid and also guide him and coach him. And that's such like an interesting mechanic for a video game. Whoever came up with that, genius. Genius I say, Chef's Kiss. Life is strange is the kind of game that makes me want to go into video game development. I think it would be so fun. All right, final daddy of the day, because I've been talking your guys' ear off. Well, I'll let you go. I'll let you go, I'll let you go. Final daddy of the day is one man who has followed me through my entire childhood. He was on Disney Channel. He was on Kingdom Hearts. He played Roxas on Kingdom Hearts. He played Robin and Nightwing in Young Justice. The one, the only, Jesse McCartney. I do not know how one man, one man, one soul, one beautiful soul, hey, I
0: don't want another pretty face, I don't want just anyone to hoe hey, I don't want thing to go to waste. just want you with your beautiful soul, Jesse McCartney, a vocalist,
1: a voice actor, an icon, I love him. I've recently been watching Young Justice because uh, the new season is out and I've also been rewatching some old episodes and it just really hit me I was like this man has voice acted and so many things that are so like crucial to my development both as a person and as a creative and he's like good like it's not just like a celebrity slap like a celebrity voice on something that I enjoy like he's a good voice actor and so I wanted to give him his his props I wanted to give him his flowers because I don't think people hype him up in the community enough Jesse McCartney is that guy like he played Roxas Roxas is such like an emotionally like I'm very emotionally attached to Roxas from Kingdom Hearts and also emotionally attached to Dick Grayson and Young Justice. So shout out, Jesse McCartney. You deserve all of the money that you've made from these products because you're a big part of them. So shout out to you. And that's it, everybody. We're going to let it go. That was the full episode of this week's Ask Your Dad. I hope you guys enjoyed. We will be back next week. If everything goes correctly, we will be back next week with a Little Mix review special extravaganza. It's been 10 years of Little Mix, my favorite girl group in the world right now, and they're releasing a great album this weekend, and so hopefully... A very familiar stepdad will be back next week with me to review the contents of that album. The only way that we know how, and of course, there'll be advice, and of course, there'll be daddy of the day, but that will be like the main focal point of that episode. Hope you guys are excited. I'm excited. My name is Herman. You can follow me at Herman John Dad on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else. And you could also follow Ask Your Dad Pod on Instagram and TikTok. I, I i i i i love you <laughs> I, I should just say it i love you you're great you're doing amazing things keep up what you're doing my voice is sore because talking to yourself for this long is like a lot <laughs> but i can't wait to see you guys next week stay safe stay kind stay daddy adios